Welcome to Conversation Mill. Join me as I talk to individuals stepping out to pursue their passions, from small business owners to community leaders, and learn with me how we can work together to support our local communities and local economies. Visit conversationmill.com to learn more, but now please join us in conversation. Joining me on this episode of Conversation Mill is John Bryson, the architect of a new cutting-edge investment app, Maddie. Maddie App's mission is to help individuals achieve their short and long-term goals. John shares with us how much learning comes with entrepreneurship and how having the willingness to admit what you don't know can be your greatest strength. We discuss what makes Maddie App different and its future. Join us in conversation and learn how you can utilize Maddie App to set your financial goals. Let's start with what is Maddie App? What is Maddie App? Great question. So Maddie, number one, we need to we need to set out and understand what the name means. Um, it's not my name. It's not my middle name. Uh, a lot of people that their names are Matthew or Maddie are like, oh my gosh, I knew you always loved me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do, but that's not your name. <laughs> so Maddie is short for mattress. Um, and I went off the whole concept of storing money under the mattress. Um, I know it's like a little bit of an older uh, analogy, but it's kind of giving the example of a safe place to hide money. Yes. And a lot of times the stock market, so Maddie is a retail investment app, um, is not a safe place for money, especially now, like looking at the last six months. Yes, that's uh, that's exactly what I was going to say, because I think a lot of people are like, should I start hiding my money under my mattress again versus right. putting it in the right. stock market? So when I saw that name, I thought that's actually pretty perfect. Yeah. So I wanted to um, kind of, you know, be able to use that in my marketing um, as everyone's looking for safe places to put their money. Yes, investing with it comes the risk. I mean, there is no investment that's a guarantee. Um, And that's the first disclaimer I have to say, you know, there is no guarantee on investing, you're taking a chance on something that's very volatile, the market. But there's a lot of things that you can put in place, you know, that can help limit some of the risk that you're taking. And that's uh, what Maddie app And that's is what Maddie does. Aiming to do. Exactly. Let's back up a little bit before yeah. we really dig into like the ins and outs of Maddie app because sure. it does have some very unique things that are going to be different than other apps. But how did you like what is your background that got you into an invest to go, hey, I want to create an investment app? Yeah. So um I my background is not finance at all. Um, and that's why I made Maddie, uh, was to help people like myself. Um, I was at Clemson, uh, for six years I went the long route, uh, only to end out with a bachelor's of science degree. (laughs) So, you know, I definitely had my fun. Um, but I also worked full time in Greenville. So I started out, I went to a call is called a program in Caldwell tech in Hickory, North Carolina, um, called bioengineering technician degree. So it was like a two year associates of science degree. I wanted to do medicine. Um, and so I went down that route of getting into the hospital, being able to be around all the doctors and kind of get my feet wet. I did do my research. It was like a decent, um, 
credit, if you will. You got to have credits in order to get into med school and even to get into paramedic, like be a paramedic. It's, it's just good, you know, uh, experience and exposure. So I went down that route, but I'm like a B average student, you know, which means there's going to be some lower grades than a B, (laughs) maybe a couple higher ones, (laughs) but, um, I found out real quick, I am very average and I'm not going to be getting the number one scholarship. So my business brain went to work and was like, you don't need to do doc med school. Um, what, sorry to interrupt you, but what motivated you to try to do med school? I just love people. I love helping people. I I get like a high off of knowing that I changed someone's life Mm -hmm. for the better. And so that was kind of my like first intentions. So Mm -hmm. from there I went into, um, medical sales and I, I, again, love people, love being able to sell a product that I believed in. Um, I sold cancer diagnostic equipment. Um, and I also sell diabetic, uh, diagnostic equipment. So the instruments in the laboratory that diagnose people with multiple myeloma and diabetes. Mm. And so that was rewarding because I'm, I'm changing lives indirectly, but I'm changing lives and helping people, you know, yeah. um, bringing the best technology to the, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I worked for a company that I believed wholeheartedly in. So I wasn't like, you know, putting lipstick on something and just yeah. saying it's good, you know, just to make a paycheck. I always wanted to do investing, whether it be in real estate or in stocks but I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. So I started the real estate process. I flipped seven houses here in Greenville and did that very labor intensive, no time, you know, mm-hmm. just you sleep, eat, study, work, repeat, you know, yeah. and it's just not a lot of time. I started playing around in the market, reading, you know, investing in the stock market for dummy and started <laughs> trying to get, you know, my understanding of it. Where does your ambition come from? Because that is, it's hard to go to school, even part-time, work a, work a job, right. plus study, plus now dig into the stock market on the side. Like that's 12, 14, 16-hour days. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm a bit ADD. Like I've, I've mm-hmm. constantly got to go, go, go. Um, very driven. Sometimes it's a blessing. Uh, sometimes it's a curse. It's funny though, because when my mom, my mom, she passed from cancer. Mm. Um, but people, when she was alive, people used to call her a little energizer bunny because she was constantly go, go, go. So maybe I get a bit from her. Yeah. Uh, my dad's big into business. So maybe I get my business brain from him. And so, yeah, I transferred, you know, my money out of real estate and started investing in stocks. Right uh, before that, I was, you know, get learning. And then right after, the whole meme stock craze hit mm-hmm. the market. Remember when yeah. AMC, yeah, the, the stock AMC, um, GameStop, yep. uh, Naked, uh, these were a couple of just the BlackBerry, that was another one. Yep. And it was like a st- uh, casino in the stock market. Like people were investing. Because I was already starting to get my feet wet before all this happened, I was smart enough to know uh, that I bought in early and got out early. I mean, I made a little bit, but not as much as some people did. Sure. But yeah, then COVID hit. And then it seemed like we all were getting these stimulus checks. And then everyone was downloading an investment app. 
and putting their money on it, and they didn't know what to invest in. You asked me, how did I come up with this idea? So I was literally walking down Main Street, Greenville, uh, and my girlfriend wanted to go into the boutique down there. Uh, I think it's called Dress Up. I looked up at the street sign, and it said Main Street, and I it's not broad. I'm trying to remember what cross side street it was, but I saw Main and whatever the side street was. And it was like I had uh, a revelation in my head, and I thought, why can't there be an app or a platform that takes all the knowledge of Wall Street, all the knowledge that I want to have and be successful, and I'm talking about being greedy here and making just stupid amounts of money. Hey, if that happens, great, you know, more power to it. But I'm just talking about making positive investments that grow over time and that actually have a little bit of smarts behind them. Like what, like why, why did I invest in this? Yeah. I came up, I was like, there's gotta be a way. And I, my brain just started thinking. Um, so I stood outside a dress up staring (laughs) at the sign. And in fact, it's really funny. My first web domain that I bought was MainStreetMarkets.org. So I had to get away from that because it was going to be Main Street Markets and my logo was going to be M&M. Okay. Um, and I was playing with that. And then um, I just didn't feel like it was catchy enough. You can't really enough. tell the story, too, yeah. of what, yeah. what this app is and what it's exactly. going um, And I know I've got a lot of work with the name Maddie. I think there's a lot of... Uh, marketing that needs to go around that so that people understand. Um, Something that I've used in in other businesses that I worked with was animations, a mattress with money out of the bottom as like an analogy in one of those animated explainer videos. Yes. So as soon as I connected Maddie and mattress, I'm like, Ooh, I love that name. But yeah, it is tricky because you're going to have to almost put that image in people's minds. But if you think about it, some of the apps that you use today, like Venmo, what the heck does right. Venmo mean? You exactly. know, but it's now become a verb. Venmo me some money. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll Venmo you tomorrow. Yes. You know, it's like, so it's become a, uh, yeah, a verb. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that, you know, as we get going, and I'm, I'm still a, a very, very brand new, newborn startup, but maybe Maddie can be a, uh, yeah. a verb, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit later, but you know, you have the ability to share your financial goals and then people can send you money to your Maddie. I love that. You know, so like, Hey, just Maddie me some money. It's my birthday. Mm -hmm. Everyone hates going out and getting gifts because no one knows what the other person wants. It's like, guess what? Good old John will take the effort away for you and just Maddie them some money. You know, it's just simple. Send 10 bucks. That's great. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about let's dig into Maddie a little bit more because I also want to talk to you about a couple other things, just kind of in the financial sector a little bit. But, um, since we're kind of talking about Maddie becoming a verb, how does it compare against, I I kind of looked up a few different apps. The only one that I was like, Oh, maybe this is kind of close is, um, acorns. Yeah. That might be kind of close to what you're doing. Sure. What would be the big difference there maybe between Acorns and Maddie? So the biggest difference with Acorns is like Acorns takes, like if you go to Starbucks Mm. and buy, you know, a coffee for, you know, three bucks and 27 cents, it's going to take the difference that makes $4. 
and it can throw that in there. You can also wire up acorns to take from your paycheck a percentage amount and stuff like that. That all is going to be developed into Maddie as well soon coming in the future. But um, acorns is that difference from $4 to $3.27, that's called your acorn. Mm-hmm. So it's taking small amounts over time. You know, if you think about in your life what you spend money on, it's very rarely ever that you're spending an even dollar amount. Right. It's always some cents. So there's this acorn mentality of planting that seed early. Great app. You know, it's cool. I think Maddie is more uh, catering towards individuals that want to be more in charge of their investments and maybe uh, are interested in a little bit of the day trading lifestyle because mm. Maddie kind of manages your uh, portfolio intraday. So it's constantly managing it. You're setting a goal right when you go into Maddie, regardless. Right. Or do you have to set a goal? You don't have to set a goal. Okay. Right. So when you, all right, let's, you download the app, you sign up, it asks you if you want to connect your social media, Instagram. Um, Once you get into the app, you can also add your Facebook and your Twitter name. Um, And essentially what it does is it doesn't connect to that. It takes a look at it one time. So you can go back. So let's say you have a lifestyle change. Mm. You should go back and recalibrate your lifestyle portfolio to allow the app to understand. But let's pretend you like dogs, uh, you like sports, you like um, fashion. Maybe you shop at Lululemon. I, I don't know. Whatever the, you know, the is in your lifestyle preference then maybe some of the stocks will be in that sector. So Lululemon is a stock. Right. Um, travel, maybe it's American Airlines. Uh, for pets, maybe it's Chewy.com. Um, right. Those are some different stocks that are in unique sectors. Um, so what I tried to capture was that question that I had in my head is how do I get myself and people to know what they're investing in. How do I create that social sediment attachment to, you know, oh, well, I shop at Whole Foods all the time. Maybe Amazon might be Mm -hmm. a stock that I buy. That really makes a lot of sense to me. I'm actually like buying ownership in a company that I support daily, you know, or weekly. Mm -hmm. So it kind of creates that Warren Buffett trading mentality of invest in what you know, And not just because you read it or you saw it on TikTok or Twitter or something like that. And that kind of, I think that's what a lot of people are doing when they're just, I shouldn't say just, but a lot of people are putting money into a 401k and maybe their company matches and they're just like letting that ride and they're not going in and seeing what that 401k is because you can if you are interested in it, you can go in and control where the money is in that 401k go. Yep. And then- Others are maybe going to, I'll just give myself for example, is I have uh, an Edward Jones uh, account and a rep that I work with. He and I, though, have a great relationship. So I will call and be like, hey, I have some money to buy some stocks. What are your top five right now and why? And then we jump on a call and we talk about them. And he's like, "Eh, you might not like this one because of X, Y, Z. You might like this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. So we have a conversation about we do it. 
a lot of those for me are long-term. I'm not doing a lot of day trading or kind of short-term things. But a lot of people are maybe just going to someone like an Edward Jones, you know, agent, here's some money for stocks, buy me whatever has the highest dividend or something and just like walking away. So this is giving you a little bit more control, but what is the, is there a pro or a con to that versus just going to an Edward Jones agent being like, Hey, I have 50 grand to invest in stocks. Find the best for me. Goodbye. Yeah. So essentially it's the same. Uh, except everything, as you know, you can date on an app, you can order food on an app, you mm-hmm. can do everything on an app, you can buy a car and deliver it to your side front sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is slowly but surely, you know, evolutionizing towards this AI app driven world. Yeah. The if you look at the market of Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Edward Jones, their biggest issue is that they're seeing a decline in their growth per year Mm -hmm. because individuals my age, maybe younger than me in their teens, they're getting away from the standard brick and mortar investment agencies and they're wanting to control a little bit more you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so Maddie, yes, while it's early in its you know, startup stage. It's also a little bit early in this market, but there's extreme projections with this robo advisory slash investment model Mm -hmm. growing exponentially over the next few years. And so I'm one of the first in its space. I love it as an addition to kind of that traditional investment space where I have my IRA over here and I can monitor that and have my annual meetings with my Edward Jones. And then on a monthly basis, I can be popping open something like Maddie app and going, oh, hey, how's that Chewy.com stock doing? Right. Um, Did we trade it? Did I buy more? What, you know? Exactly. So talk to me a little bit about the um, AI associated with it and the algorithms that you're using. Yeah. So if you could imagine like a giant coffee filter, you know, it's, it's this like, it's a filter. It's like a V shape up in the top. The computer or the algorithm is understanding who you are, who I am, and kind of like putting you in buckets, if you will. And then from there, but that only accounts for like, you know, I, I don't know the exact mathematical number, but maybe like 10% of the, the choice of why it buys a certain stock or sells a certain stock. Then it goes through technical indicators of, you know, stochastic indicator, RSI. These are all traditional trading uh, models, if you will. And so it says, okay, you like dogs, so we're going to put you in this bucket. Chewy.com is performing well because this model is trending this way. This So it, it does all this mathematical analysis. And then it also has to throw in there, the fact that you put a hundred bucks in there. Well, maybe the person down the street put $50 in there or thousand dollars. So it's going to split that money up differently for the person down the street versus you. And so it's got all this math going into, and I I enjoy math. So I, I was really intrigued in this. Um, and then on top of all of that, it's learning. 
So that's where the AI comes in and it's constantly learning, okay, so this model said this, this model said this, this individual likes this particular type of lifestyle. So when we put them in this sector or in this particular stock, it performed, you know, better than XYZ stock. And so it's constantly learning and it's constantly getting more and more smart. The more people that get on the platform, it learns more and more and more. Um, so yeah, I mean, knowledge is just indefinite, essentially. Who did you go to work with to work on these algorithms and go and cr- start creating and developing this app? I, I, I said earlier, I was in, you know, getting involved in stock market. I use this, it's called Finviz. F-I-N-V-I-Z dot com. And if you go in there, you it opens up. It's a giant stock screener. Mm. But there's like over a hundred different filters that you can put on this stock screener. And so every morning I would wake up. I'm an early bird. I like to get up. I go to sleep early, so I'm like a grandpa. But I'm up. I'm with you. And yeah. I'm drinking my coffee. It's like it's a religious ritual that I have. I love my coffee. Um And I was looking at this filter and I learned what different filters meant and I would filter out stocks. I'd pick like 50 stocks and then I would start running them through the filters so that by 9.30 every single morning, I knew I had 10 stocks for the day or for the week or, you know, whatever my trading period was. Um, And so that's what took me so long. And I was doing all that. So back to the story of how it happened with walking down the street, I was like, there's gotta be a way that's much easier than what I'm doing. I mean, geez, we live in a beautiful world with tons of technology. So then it becomes not what you know, but who you know. And my, I don't know if, I think it's a gift. Um, I love to meet new mm. people and I love to just talk. Um, Th- <laughs> so that is a gift because like you said, it is a lot of times who, you know, it is because mm-hmm. I'm not that smart. I mean, and I, not being afraid to ask for help. Yeah. So huge. And show, show your vulnerability, show, be like humble. And, um, that's really kind of how I got started. Cause I had the idea I was using FinViz and I'm like, gosh, this is so laborsome. And I felt I had, gotten good enough to where I was about 60% successful and 40% unsuccessful. So I'd already beat the like 50-50 flipping a coin on the day to see or the week to see how you go. And I was already more successful than not Mm. on my trades. But I was still like, gosh, like there's got to be a method to this madness. And so I live at an apartment downtown Greenville um, and I met this guy over a glass of whiskey and a cigar and Mm -hmm. we just started talking. I found out he was one of the top Google, uh, developers and he was not retired, but he kind of like did like he was on retainer by Google, if you will, as a developer. And they brought him in on some like high level development work that they were doing. And so I went to him after I had my glass of whiskey one night and kind of build that rapport and that relationship with him. So I liked him. He liked me. And I was like, Hey, I just want to run by this idea. Yeah. And, um, so back to the store, I'm walking down main street. I get the crazy idea about calling this thing main street markets. I've got this idea. I've got to write it down. 
And so I ran back down because my apartment's right there by the AC hotel. I ran the whole entire way and I texted this guy because I got his number and I texted this guy. I was like, hey, um, I don't know what you're up to, but would you like another glass of whiskey? I've got this cool idea I'd like to run by you. So he's like, yeah, meet me up on the rooftop because there's a rooftop. Yeah. So I go up to the rooftop and I was like, I'm sorry that I'm like kind of being really vulnerable in front of you here, but like my mind just goes 25,000 miles an hour. And I just got this crazy idea and I kind of drew it out like, um, an idea. I kind of mm-hmm. like draw little pictures and stuff. And so I showed him the, what I had written down and drawn out. And then I told him about the revelation I had on main street. And he was like, interesting. And so later that night, he took a walk and he walked right out of DECA and he gets right there on the, that is actually broad in Maine. And he looks right across the street and what building is on across the street opposite of the Peace Center? It's Fidelity. Yep. And he, like, his lights went off in his head. He's like, holy cow. Come to find out, this dude is best friends with the Johnson family who runs and owns Fidelity. So he calls them. He's like, you've got to explore this. And so from that point on, Maddie, essentially, it was Main Street Markets at the time, but it was born right then. Wow. And I started doing research. I started um, talking with Barclay and his financial advisors. Slowly but surely, I accrued this massive team that was all interested in this idea. And, you know, now, now I'm here. I've got an app that's on the App Store and Google Play. And yeah, it's working incredible. great. Yeah, that's incredible. I love the, the part of the story that I love is you had an idea and you put down everything to run and go write it down and and have let that light bulb turn into a fire. Right. And I think so many people might go, oh, I have this idea, but they don't have that drive or that ambition. You have to sacrifice and you have to sometimes you do. drop things. Yeah. And go do. You have to stay up late and work up on work on the idea. You have to do an interview on a weekend. You have to make the time. Right. Um and so I love that part of the story of like, hey, here's my credit card. Yeah. I'm literally running home to write this down yeah. before anything leaves my brain. I'm going to make the connections right away. Um and that what was the time frame of that? It's fairly recently that you've started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I'd been I've been investing in the stock market for probably about two and a half years. So I'm a newbie, like extreme newbie, uh, in no way an expert. And you Um, weren't afraid, you weren't afraid to have to now go pitch this app to investors or talk to a developer about it going, I only have two years experience. Well, I think that's what makes me unique. People want to see genuine, Mm. you know, vulnerability. It, it levels the, it like lowers temperatures in the room. And I don't know, I'm not afraid of showing my, you know, underside, so to speak of, and my vulnerability. I think if I can execute and show that that can be my greatest strength because mm-hmm. then people more, people are good. You know, there, yes, there's some bad cookies in the world, um, but people love to help people. And so Together, I'm not in this for myself. I'm in it to win it with everybody. I want to be a part of that tide that raises all the ships in the harbor. It just doesn't raise one. It raises all. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, that for me is what tickles my 
fancy, if you will, because I can now hopefully be a part of that. Um, but no, all I've experienced through this from start to where I'm at now, and I'm like really in the heat of it is people have responded to my vulnerability, my honesty, and they want to help. And they want to see me succeed, but they also realize that I'm tackling a massive problem in the world today, and they want to succeed themselves. And so like, hey, this actually has some legs. Let's like work together. Yeah. And so um, you don't want to show all your cards. I mean, there's some, you know, you need to keep things private. I had to get a patent Mm -hmm. in place and stuff like that because of the, I call it the special sauce that I use that makes me so successful on the market um trading and i feel like i'm getting an mba without actually getting an mba because i don't have one but i've learned so much and isn't that the way though i only did two years of college and then i left school because i was like i don't know what i want to be when i grow up right i still don't know what i want to be when i grow up but it has led me to learn so much about so much. Oh, yeah. And I'm so grateful for that and gives me the opportunity to talk to people like you and learn from you and yeah. and uh, just experience different things. I was talking with a couple of other people, I was like, I think it was last week, and they were commenting on, they're like, you're you're doing something really, really cool. And they wanted to ask, like, how'd you get involved in this? And I think with that comment that you made about being vulnerable, it, um, it opens up a lot. And if you truly do want to learn, you can learn so much from other people. And I think if you come in with such a cocky attitude and Mr. Know-it-all, Mrs. Know-it-all, you hem yourself in Mm -hmm. and you eliminate growth. And I think we all, I mean, we all want growth. We want growth in our finances, especially, but we want growth mentally. We want growth spiritually. We want growth in every aspect of our life. You eliminate the potential for that when you're, when you think, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and so I've found it to work in my best benefit to play the card. I don't know. And people love to give you education. I'm just saying, especially older, older folks. (laughs) Uh And rightfully so they've experienced a lot more than I have. And so they love to like bestow (laughs) their, their knowledge. And so when you do that, you, of course, there's maybe things that don't work for you or you don't quite appreciate or relate to. That's okay. You're entitled to your own belief. But I think when you are so closed-minded and you think you know, you just miss out on the beauty in this world today. And I've learned so much from people in the last two years. I feel like I'm having school through a fire hose and I'm just like trying to drink all the water, but it's too much. Um, But yeah. I love that analogy, yeah. Yeah. And what's old becomes new again. So even if someone who's a couple generations removed from you is telling you how they used to do it, there's probably a grain of salt in yeah. there that you can pull out right. that actually will is progressive. Or like when you bring something that's old or traditional into something that's new with a new technology or a new idea, you can knock it out of the park. Right. We kind of talked about it a little bit because you mentioned not knowing the stock market, learning it on your own. But I was reading this morning actually on Forbes that... Eight in 10 teenagers 
don't have a savings account. And 87% of them say they don't understand personal finances, Mm -hmm. which terrified me for them. Right. But also for me, because there are people that are going to be paying into the systems, taxes, things like that as we, you know. Um, So talk to me a little bit about how Maddie app, now that it's an investment app and it's setting goals. So it's a little bit different, obviously, than a savings account, but it plays into that broader financial literacy of here's another way you can set a goal and make money. Right. So those statistics are very relevant. I think plus or minus we've got 321 million, 323 million people in the United States today, a hundred million. So almost a third of the population does not have any kind of investment account. Um, And we know that investing is the number one vehicle to growing future wealth. Right. So, you know, a third of our population, and that's a growing number. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the, the individuals that are going to be the new decision makers in the next 30 years. Yes. Um, there's a massive disconnect. And so Maddie is registered with the SEC and FINRA as a registered financial advisory firm for internet purposes only. So I don't have a brick and mortar. You can't come and talk to me and I advise you on your portfolio. I'm not a financial advisor. I can't claim that my firm is, and I have individuals that are holding those licensures to allow me to legally be a, you know, financial advising firm. Um, but what we're trying to do, and we've got some future up, uh, updates that are coming to the app um, that I'm extremely excited about that are going to help individuals, yeah, create that goal. So you mentioned earlier about a 401k. Yeah. Maddie kind of operates similar because you can have 10, 15, 20 different stocks at one, you know, period sure. of time. Um, but you have a lot more say over versus a 401k. Um, and it's personally tailored to you, you know, Mm -hmm. but I would say right now I created Maddie for people that like, they want to buy a new car next year, or they want to go on a vacation, or they want to pay off student debt. Um, Mm -hmm. they're getting married, honeymoon fund, you know, what cool thing to get a wedding invitation in the mail that says, you know, you can go to my registry at Bed Bath & Beyond or whatever, or you can just send me money to my Maddie. And let's say they have a Maddie goal of like $10,000 for their honeymoon. Shoot, I would spend twice as much money sending it to you mm-hmm. versus me wasting an hour and a half of my time getting lost trying to find a knife or silver, you know, something in bed, bed, like I just hate shopping. So, um, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of why I, uh, came up with the, the ability to send money because I'm like, yeah. I gotta get this. Um, well, I love that aspect and that idea. And I think if that's the idea that can stick, man, like that's golden because I think so many of us and younger generations I'm noticing are like, don't get me anything. Or, right. you know, for me, I'm like, get me an experience. Right. Like I don't need any gifts. I've been very blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've worked for what I have. I honestly do. N- there's not one tangible item right now that I can think of that I need. So take me on a hike. Take me somewhere. Right. But if you must give me a gift because you give can't be here, send me money. Yeah. Send me a gift card. Send me a gas card. Yeah. 
But if, man, if somebody could drop money into an investment account and go, Hey, since, you know, I couldn't take you to dinner. So here's $75 into your investment account. That's awesome. I know. Let me ask you this question. Do you use Venmo? Yes. Do you ever empty your Venmo into your bank account? Yes. Cause I, I don't use it a ton. Okay. But yeah, I do. So maybe it's this is this question is not going to work <laughs> but, on you, but like I never empty my Venmo account. Oh, okay. So, because so, you're just Venmoing people. Yeah, back, back and forth. And forth yeah. But inevitably, there is a balance. And yep. I've, my dad always raised me like, I'm the man, I pay for everything. Mm-hmm. So, inevitably, I my balance keeps growing. So, what if instead of using Venmo, you use Maddie and I just said, you know, let's say I paid for your lunch and you wanted to shoot me 10 bucks, 12 bucks, whatever. And I was like, yeah, just send it to my Maddie. And so that money is constantly growing. Yes, you can pull it out at any time. Just hit the liquidate my account and then boom, there's your money and you mm-hmm. deposit back in your bank account. Um, but your money's constantly working it's constantly for you constantly working. Growing. And yeah, mm-hmm. maybe there's some down days and maybe that $12 turns into $10. Mm-hmm. But over the course of time, investing has shown that, you know, your, your positions, they, they grow. What stage are you in right now in where the app is? I know you it's on Google Play Store and it's in the Apple Store. Yep. So what iteration of the app is it in and what does the next six months hold for it? Yeah. So um, I've done like hardly any marketing. Um, I've put every dime of my money into developing the back end. Now, the reason why that's so important is my app, and this is very technical, but it contains an SDK. SDK stands for Software Development Kit. Okay. Um, And what's so unique about that is I don't necessarily want to compete with Robinhood. Robinhood has like over 20 million users um, and quite honestly, they do good at what they do. I mean, if, if you know what you're doing and you want to play around on Robinhood, it's a great, it's simple, it's user-friendly, it, it, it does the job. Um, my app is more or less for people. Yes, you can buy individual stocks. You can trade on my app just like you can on Robinhood. Um, you can self-direct your portfolio and not allow Maddie to manage it for you. You can do all that. But I created it for the, the, the idea that Maddie would help you manage your portfolio. What I want is I want to partner with financial institutions. So the SDK, it, if you kind of imagined uh, like a power outlet on your back okay. side of the app, it allows a financial institution to plug into your app and roll you out as their, it's like a third-party investment service for that institution. That makes sense. So um, it's it's helpful in a lot of ways. When you talk about business-wise, what it does for Maddie is it lowers my cost of acquisition for customers. Um, otherwise, apps like Maddie, apps like Robinhood, the cost of acquiring a new customer is extremely high. So SDKing my app to a financial institution cuts that like almost 88%. It's like ridiculous, the the decrease in cost. Wow, that's great. Um, so that's the number one reason. The number two reason is now you have the financial institution, you're like piggybacking on their marketing. You're piggybacking on their 
relevance and their uh, like validity as a legit institution. Right. Their and reputation. That's, and, yeah, yeah. That's been my biggest issue is like, oh, there's a 29-year-old dude from Greenville starting this app. I don't think it's his name, but it's Maddie. Like they don't really understand. So there's not a lot of credibility yet. And so I'm working on growing that credibility in financial institutions provide that in leaps Mm. and bounds. Um, So we're working. uh, In fact, it's really cool. We're actually looking more so at credit unions because historically credit unions, um, I love them because they're very collaborative Whereas banks are very competitive. Um, if one bank has something, they like to like hold it to themselves. Credit unions, if you're a part of, it's called the CUSO, C-U-S-O, but it's like the credit union service organization. And they all work together. So if one credit union, like let's say Navy Federal, one of the largest credit unions in the United States, is doing something and they like it, well, they'll, they'll share it with the CUSO, the organization of credit unions, and they all can participate. So now for it's me, benefiting. Yeah, it's twice benefiting as many people. Yeah, more than twice, like ten times as many people. Um, so that's what we're working on. There's a lot of uh, registration that Maddie's doing currently to be in compliance with credit unions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so we're working on that. So that's kind of where I've focused all of my energy, because yes, I could take, I could blow through a million dollars from an investor and come up with some sort of catchy little Facebook marketing ad, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is. And it, yeah, you over time, hopefully 90 days in, you do a reevaluation on your marketing penetration and you understand who's answering what type of ad and all that kind of stuff. But it's still extremely costly. Mm -hmm. And so I've decided instead of, you know, putting all my money there, let's start partnering again it's not what you know it's who you know and creating those partnerships um and it it lends itself better towards that longevity as well because you're spending time perfecting your app and then like you said partnering and building relationships where i mean the best marketing is word of mouth marketing yeah and so essentially what you're doing is hopefully having these credit unions or these banks they are going to be your word of mouth marketing and they have so much credibility. Yeah. And essentially if you have 90 plus days of performance, that's what everyone wants to know. Like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Or especially like in the first six months of this year, like, how are you doing? Well, Maddie's up 3.321%. It's probably more now. That was the last time I checked uh, last week, but um, the S and P is down negative 21%. So you can do the math. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole big difference. Yeah, 3% low, but still in this market. Exactly. And that was one of my questions I was going to ask you is, are you concerned or what concerns do you have about recession, inflation? We know these things go together. And talk to us about it from any standpoint you want to, whether it's yourself personally for the app's growth for investors investing into the app because there's so many aspects to it. Like are people going to hoard their money and keep it in a savings account versus sticking it into an investment? Yes. I mean, uh, yes to all those questions. I'm concerned. Of course, I think everyone is, but quite honestly, um, the mattress 
is a safe place to put your money because inflation is so high. For right. heaven's sakes, I mean, you're going to spend, if you stick your money in a savings account, um, you're going to end up tapping it because you're paying twice amount for your gas. You're paying twice amount for milk, eggs, just to live. And I mean, that's not talking about, you know, buying an extra pack of Bud Light just because you feel like it, you know, like everything's so much higher. So really your money's not safe anywhere, Mm -hmm. including your savings account. Unless like you lock that stuff down and you forgot the password, you know. (laughs) That's such a great point. That's um, such a great point that people don't think about is with inflation is if your money is just sitting there in a savings account. Yeah. Like it's really. Your money's not doubling. Everything else is doubling. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to, you're going to use it. I'll tell you what I'm doing. Um, and again, I'm very transparent, very open. Um, I have funded 100% of this app. So I still own 100%, which is very rare. Yes, I was extremely fortunate. I had a great job. I saved up a lot of money. And so I've used it all up though. And what I'm doing now, and I think this is great. It's great to be lean, you know? And so maybe check your subscription plans. Are you subscribed to Pandora and to Spotify? Well, pick one. You don't, yeah. Go, you know, maybe, you know, Netflix and Hulu, pick one. TV service. I cut my TV service off. I mean, it's it's depressing anyways. Yeah, we don't um, have TV service So, <laughs> I mean, I have to have Wi-Fi, or otherwise I'm dead in the water. Uh, I have to have a cell phone um, because that's my business. It's time to, you know, scale back. I, um, yes, I'm raising funds, but I haven't taken a dime of anyone's money yet. So, um, and right now I'm in, uh, conversations this week. So I'm hoping to find out, uh, I'm in a current, they're doing a valuation on Maddie and they're going to give me an offer. So I'm really, really excited about that. I'm raising 5 million. Um, so that's been a whole journey, but, um, yeah, like me, I am extremely lean right now. Um, I, my truck, I drive a 2004 Chevy Silverado. Well, it's diesel. So that sucks. Um, but I own it, owned it forever. Uh, it's got 300,000 miles on it. (laughs) So I don't care. I don't need Mm -hmm. the latest and the greatest right now, but no, I, I think, uh, people are concerned as they rightfully should be where I keep telling myself perfect example with, with the meme stocks. People mm-hmm. got in way too late. So I own GameStop when it was $18. People were getting in when GameStop was up to like $300. Right. So I owned it from 18 and I wrote it to like, I think it was 249 And then I got out because I was like, okay, Good this is time you. for me yeah. to get out. <laughs> Even though it went up to like 300 some plus dollars. Yeah. Um, you can't be greedy in the stock market. And I think the same is for, you know, if you're passionate about something and you're, for me, I'm in a startup, I'm passionate about helping people, I'm passionate about investing. Um, If I can just hold on, you're better off because right now my stock is, you know, in fictionary terms, it's $18. Yeah. And I really believe strongly that it's going to go up. And so I'll be able to ride that up and it'll pay off. And and I, I will reap the benefit and the reward of sacrificing, you know, not going out on Friday night um, and putting that money all into the development of my app into getting me to meetings so that I can have relationship building time. Like I, I think that's, um, but that's kind of how I'm wired. 
I don't know. I'm I'm very uh, I enjoy delayed gratification. And who knows what all the factors are that come in to create that personality type. It might just be something you're, right. you're born with. It might just be how you're wired of, I can't sit still, I have to do something. And y- you are so, like you mentioned, passionate about this for reasons that are not just yourself. Yeah. So then you're willing to sacrifice because sure. I, I think it's really a subconscious thing with entrepreneurs especially from just getting to know you a little bit today of, I know this is going to be successful, so I don't mind suffering now. And I'm not, it's not hurting me. Like it might hurt someone else to make the decision of two steaks versus one steak in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's an easy decision for me because that's an extra $10 towards gas to get me to a networking meeting. Exactly. And that's really how entrepreneurs have to think. And that's scary for a lot of people. A lot of people don't want to take that risk and they don't want to give something up. It's, um, and it's stressful. Um, I will say though, I've had a lot of market validation and, and like my idea has been verified, you mm-hmm. know, invest. I mean, I, I had one, uh, valuation that put me, you know, just under 20 million, you know, Congratulations. so that's great, you know, so I'm not just like throwing my money and just like praying that, you know, this turns out to be good. Like I've, yes, I've had some great, uh, validation that my ideas got legs. Um, Part of getting uh, this app in front of investors and getting these valuations is through pitches. So I wanted to ask you about that because I'm sure you're doing a lot of pitches, prepping for a lot of pitches. Kind of take us through that process of, of how did you create a pitch and then what's it like to deliver it? How do you prep for that? Because if there are small business owners, entrepreneurs out there listening having a pitch deck and knowing your pitch is really crucial. So yes, talk to us a little bit about that. So I have to give credit to my sales, the medical device sales company. They sent me to quite a few, um, mm-hmm. speech classes. Of course it was all paid for by the company. Learned a lot. We had to actually give this, we called them lunch and learns and we had to give an hour presentation about multiple myeloma or diabetes and we had to answer questions from pathologists, which is very nerve wracking because pathologists are extremely intelligent. Um, and they ask very intelligent questions to a non-doctor, but you are the expert in this particular product. So you, you, you have your confidence there, but you also are a little bit, it's, it's nerve wracking. So I had a lot of experience there, um, pitching, if you will. How I do uh, a pitch for Maddie, um, I have a very small pitch deck. You want to be very brief. You want to be to the point. Less words is better because when you start rambling on, what you end up doing is unknowingly leaving a lot of questions in people's heads. And so then they can ask you a lot more questions and put you on the spot. So you want to be very like to the point. This is what I have. This is who I am. Uh, you want to explain the problem, uh, what the solution is, and how you're different. Um, so that's kind of what I do. What I have to do for me personally is I type it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can get my pitch in in about six minutes. Um, so I've typed out the pitch. 
And then, no, I don't use every period in the exact same place and every and and but and all that. Um, but at least I know. And so when I look at a slide, I know this is what I'm going to talk about. And it helps. So I do it in the mirror. Um, you have to be really cautious of your face. Mm -hmm. You want to make eye contact. Um, but back to what I said earlier, being a little bit vulnerable is, is, is good. Mm -hmm. It takes the temperature down in the room. And what I've found out because of what the market's like, VCs are a little bit more, uh, withholding of their money and they're, they're not readily sure. able or capable or even willing to pull their checkbook out. And so you have to know that you have to go into it knowing that who all makes up the Maddie app team right now, besides yourself. I have my developer. I wouldn't be here without him. Like he's taught me so much, or if he didn't know, he put me in touch with people that did know. So with him comes an entourage of mm. knowledge, whether it's his or other people. So that's been really great. And then my sister is a, um, she graduated Gardner Webb with an accountant degree. So she's keeping up all the books. Um, but she's also an investment advisor. Oh. So she's actually, her license is registered under the Maddie umbrella. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she's my chief compliance officer because there's a lot of compliance. Yes, there is. You have to have reports ready for the SEC and FINRA because they can come at any time. Mm -hmm. They do annual audits, semi-annual audits. So there's like so many like things that you have to do. Um, so she helps me with that. If there's anything you want our listeners to walk away from this conversation, knowing about Maddie App, understanding about Maddie App, what is that? Um, I want people to just come along this journey with me, um, because I'm really on a journey. Um, I'm on a journey to help people. I'm, I'm, that's my goal, but I want people to realize that like, I am no different than them. And yes, I've been very fortunate and blessed to have the medical sales job, to be in touch with certain people. And I think I'm very thankful for that all the time. Mm -hmm. but I want people to come along, yeah. you know, and experience what I experienced. Um, back in April, I left my medical sales job. I haven't had a paycheck since April. So, and, and with all this inflation, you know, it That's sucks. It's a scary thing to do. Um, but like maybe some individuals aren't capable of doing the jump that I did and that's okay. Um, but maybe they can follow me and, and watch, watch my journey and learn with me. Um, I just love to learn. I'm a glutton for yeah. learning. And so I just think it's an awesome opportunity, but I guess the biggest thing that I want people to know is I'm in this with them mm. and, and I'm, I'm scared. Like they're scared about the market. And I, I just, I want to be able to provide some help for them and, you know, I think Maddie is that vehicle for me right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm all in, but I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning so, so much. And mm -hmm. I, I, I just want everyone to learn with me. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. And I would love to have you back in like six months or a year and update on my Maddie app and we where should, we're at. We should connect at the, at 2023. Yeah. And I could recap the 
performance. Yes, yeah. let's definitely do that. So thank you so much for let's coming today. I appreciate it. Thank you. You can download Maddie app on the Google Play Store or the App Store or visit maddie.ai to learn more. Thank you again to John for sharing his journey with us. I look forward to having him return and update us on the scaling of Maddie. Don't forget to follow Conversation Mill on Instagram for episode previews and join Conversation Mill at conversationmill.substack.com for additional chats with our guests, entrepreneurship tips, leadership training, and member-only content. And as always, thank you for listening to Conversation Mill and being part of our community.